Screens Cross Play Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, is in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you feeling, Andy? I feel so much better today than I did the other days. The the uh, the, the, se- the several other days. <laughs> it's been it's been uh, quite the, a while. The, the other days that preceded today. Literally all I'm of them. Like, since the there beginning yet? of Andy's life, right, right, yeah. Since since the beginning I'm of not life, like quite there yet. I have lingering issues, uh huh, and things. Yeah, but I can, I can do this, which is great. That's that's wonderful news. Um, but speaking of wonderful news, Taylor Allen, you're back on the show. Hey, buddy, I'm here. Yeah, I figured. Hey, it's episode 100. It's true. I might as well join. Let me call up my buddy Phil Spencer, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to be on dual screens tonight. Yeah. Do you have any mm-hmm. news for me to share with the people?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I have a little something for you." Isn't that great? How he was able to do that for you? He was so nice. I honestly, Phil Spencer, absolute gem. Yeah, love him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 100 of the Dual Screens Cross Play podcast uh welcome to the show everybody if you're new here it's very simple this is dual screens crossplay podcast the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring people you've never heard of probably and we are back to our regularly scheduled weekly podcast yes we did our game of the year show last week and here we are with episode one hondo i can't believe it's been 100 episodes not of this podcast but this podcast as it's been named crossplay that's something that's something we should make very clear because this show has been two other shows prior to this but this is we did this one for over two years now which is amazing um i cannot believe we're here but we are and we have a just a massive 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 amount of news to go over and it's not really a massive amount. It's just one story that's going to take over our entire life. But before we do that, if you like what you see and you want to support us, there are so many different ways you could do so. First of all, if you're listening to the show, thank you. And please just review the show on whatever podcast service you use. If you are watching on youtube.com slash dual screens TV, hit the thumbs up, share it with your friends. Tell them, hey, I found out this really cool podcast found this other really cool podcast with a bunch of idiots and I think it's really entertaining and you guys would like it too. Send it to them. It's very easy. It's so simple. A baby can do it. And of course, you could also, also not also, also support us on patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support and we want to thank you from the bottom of our very, very dark, deep, dark hearts. Um... Folks, we're going to get into our adventures in gaming real quick, and then we're just going to jump into our story, which is obviously the biggest news that I think has ever happened in the history of happening. Um, but first, I want to say, Andy, a few years ago, mm-hmm. 
as we yes. are now into the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Great t-shirt. You can get it right now on our shop. Only two years late. Dualscreens.com slash store, I think. Um, Indivisible, Andy. Oh, yeah. We, we played this at PAX. It was not done yet when we played it. They, it was actually got delayed, I think, when we first played it. Um, I finally started playing it. I was just like, you know what? I want to make it through a little bit of my indie game backlog. So I started playing it, and I am hooked on this game, Andy. Indivisible is a really, really good RPG. Like, really good. I don't know if you actually played it after it came out or whatever. You just kind of had it on your radar. I know you have it. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. Steam tells me so, but the, yes. the game is fantastic. If, if you don't know what this what the game is, folks, it's anime inspired, beautiful animations. Everything seem is like I, I'm pretty sure it's all hand drawn because it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it's a, a JRPG where your your timing and your button presses they all can can happen at at your own rhythm. So it's not like you're necessarily it's not necessarily turn based but you can kind of mix and match how you're going to do your turn so for example um every character has an up uh attack plus so your your fighters are based on your on your um the layout of your fighters are based on your controller so triangle circle x and square i'm playing on playstation that's where your your crew is so like if you're using triangle that's your guy that's in triangle position in the triangle position whatever but up, down, left, right. They all do different things. They all have different roles. Um, it's it's just, it's so engaging and fun to play the combat. Like, I am super hooked. Like, the platforming isn't that phenomenal right now. Like, I'm, I'm just a few hours in. But the performances in the game, the, the, the art style and everything else in between is just so engaging. If you, if you somehow missed Indivisible, absolutely pick this game up because it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's like a more refined um, Valkyrie profile. Remember that? Game? I did not play Val- was like the Valkyrie profile. The yeah, was, the face buttons were like a character, so it was yeah. like you would press like yeah. So it's just that, but you know, it's learned yeah some things along the way. But yeah, that is a really fun game. I'm glad you finally decided to. Oh, uh, it's 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 just dive into that. Awesome. Give it a shot. Taylor, I was watching you. Oh, yeah, I was no, no, go ahead. Say, I was watching you stream that game, and it's so pretty. Yeah, like I was, I was blown away by the art style of that game. It's gorgeous. Yeah, man, it's it's really an incredible. Like playing the game, I was like, "Oh, right, that's why I bought this game," because it blew me away at PAX. And then we're sitting, I'm sitting there playing it, and I'm like, "I'm, I'm telling you, like everything from that game is just so beautifully done." Um, Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to waste too much time on that. Uh, Taylor, what have you been playing? Um, a lot of New World still. Okay. Yeah. Turn tune into Faction Wars if you want to hear about that. Hell yeah. Um, but I I mentioned on our Game of the Year, like right at the very end, I just threw out like, hey, shout out to Monster Hunter Rise. I just picked this up on on sale on the Nintendo Switch. This game's fucking cool. Uh, and then the game consumed my entire life, uh, <laughs> and it was so good, in fact that I just bought it on PC. Oh. So I have it on wow. Switch. I'm starting over on PC as well. <laughs> Looks incredible, by the way. I just, there's something about the Monster Hunter games, man. There's so much fun. And like each of the weapons have mm. such unique and different mechanics that if you like start to get bored, you're just like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll pull out the greatsword now. 
you know, I was running dual blades, you know, fast, spinny, slicey boy. Now let's hit someone with this giant fucking log, you know? Yes, I, like, I do it know. It feels totally different. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. I take it over to the in-laws because mm. we go over there all the time, right? Sunday dinners, whatever. I just throw it on the switch, take it over there, throw an earbud in so I don't have to listen to anyone. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then the other game that I've been messing around a little bit with is on the PlayStation Store. There was a sale for a little game called Persona 5 Royale. Oh, Royal? look at you. Royal, Royale, whatever it is. On the You said um, on the PC? Sorry? On the PlayStation Store. What, you didn't... Store for the PlayStation. You didn't pick that up and... In, in, wasn't that a freebie with the PlayStation Plus... Well, no, no, Persona 5. Just Persona 5 oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. right. Okay, this has the added yeah. Uh, yeah, so DLC. This is, this is the extra stuff. And talking to one of our good friends, Adre, uh, he said, because I, I played P5 when it very first came out. I probably played like 20 hours, 25 oh, hours, something nothing, like nothing that. Nothing to sneeze at, just you know, almost yeah. the whole day of your life. I mean, yeah, for Persona, I, it is nothing. I know. It's like the start menu. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I made it through like three of the palaces or something like that. I, enough to get a good idea. And then for whatever reason, I fell off of it. It wasn't like I didn't like it. You know, I put in plenty of time. Um, but I was talking to him and I was like, I want to get back into it. But like, I don't want to start over. Like, I remember that game being super, super slow to start. This is like one of his favorite games of all time, right? He's like, well, pick up P5R. Um, you'll you know, it's different, it's streamlined, and you'll like it way more. So it's like, okay, it's on sale for 25 bucks, but pick it up. Um, I've probably played 35 minutes of it. I let him know that um, that game is going to be on my list of shame for the rest of my life. Oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the game. I, I adore it. The art style is so fun. But, like, it's a lot, you know? It's a lot lot going on yeah uh i i can imagine like i have that i actually have it downloaded on my ps5 but i'm so intimidated to play that that video game like yeah super intimidated andy what have you been playing well let's see aside from playing covid simulator which has been a lot of fun well a big blast yeah a huge blast uh i did a whole let me get all the items and shit in metroid dread that was fun. Did a cleanup. And I hate those guys because it like preys on my OCD. Mm -hmm. For those who have played Metroid Dread. So when you go in a room, it doesn't like fill up on the map. You have to like walk all over the place to fill it up on the map. Because it leaves gaps. Like you haven't been there. It's like a sore thumb how it sticks out. And even though it adds no completion to the game, I like went through every single corner until it was filled out on the map. And that's why I have like a 30 hour completion time for Metroid Dread. <laughs> so I did that, which is annoying as fuck. And then I started playing a little bit of Ruined King, a League of Legends story. Oh. Because I uh, got into Arcane, which is an amazing Netflix show. You guys should watch that. It's really, really good gorgeous animation great story um so yeah, i bought that um really fun turn-based rpg i'm not gonna lie it's 
there's like lane changes, which is weird for a turn-based RPG. <laughs> Didn't expect it to see like league mechanics oh, in RPG. Weird. It's yeah. funky, but it works. Like, like there's lanes for speed, for power, for like for for defense. Oh, it, it's all kind of like it's all very well done, and it's it's funky. It's very funky, and I'm like. About three or four hours into it, still very early, but I'm enjoying it a lot so far. It's a lot of fun, so that's what I'm playing lately. You know, I got an illuminated sign that oh. says when I'm recording, and it's outside the office door mm-hmm. on the other side, so that if anybody is in the room, they know that I'm recording but and my wife bought it for me mm-hmm. yet she's screaming on the phone right outside the door so <laughs> if you hear that <laughs> no i didn't hear her <laughs> if you if if my mic picks i think my settings have it have the noise reduction on so you're probably not going to hear it but if you do speaking about lanes so yeah i was just thinking uh, yeah speaking of lanes um, all right, there. That's it. Like that's what we're playing. You love it. Go out there. Go buy them if you're interested. Um, but man, speaking of buying, ladies and gentlemen, oh, probably the biggest news God. to ever hit, to li- literally ever hit, video game news. Uh, Microsoft has purchased Activision Blizzard King actually known as Activision Blizzard uh, legitimately purchased them not a rumor not a there are talks of this is on the Xbox website it's official and I'm just going to read this thing it's short but just so we have all the information that Xbox has given us okay welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming Creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and more join Team Xbox. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned have earned vel, well, excuse me, vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, I forgot they were Toys for Bob too, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. So for those of you, I'm going to pause here. For those of you that are counting, that is, okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, at least 14 studios that they listed. 
Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO, Microsoft Gaming. And, and again, this is from Philly Spencer. This is from Uncle Phil. So when he says me, that's who, that's who we're talking about. Upon close... We will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass. Both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. The fantastic franchises across Activision Blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming, allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices you already own. Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, and we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. Interesting. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio uh, cultures. That's, inter that's an interesting sentence to put for when you acquire Activision. Um, we also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with creating every, uh, with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. And here's the final paragraph around the world. There is no more exciting ven venue for fun and connection than video games. And there has never been a better time to play than right now. As we extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all of our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. And of course, this transaction costs them just under $70 billion. For context, that is nearly 10 times the amount that they spent on Bethesda and ZeniMax. 10 times. Gentlemen, this was something to wake up to now, wasn't it? It wow. certainly was. <laughs> so can you guys guess the first thing that I did when I saw this headline? Uh, you went to Google to actually verify if it was true because I feel like I've seen this headline 15 times. No, I knew no. it was, I knew it was real because of the source that I initially got the ping from on my, uh, on my phone. The first thing I did was text message and then call our friend Buzz Killington and wake his ass up so that he could hear it. And do you know what his response was? What? Oh, that's cool. That was it. <laughs> that was it. He just said it was cool. But yeah, so this is an incredible amount of news. Uh, this, there's so much to digest here. Um, it's Activision Blizzard, man. Like Activision honestly has become basically a one trick pony at this point. Almost every studio that they have just works on Call of Duty anyway. So really, they purchase like Call of Duty and then Blizzard. Um, so like that—that's really what it what what it comes down to. But that even that is just gigantic. Call of Duty prints money. Um, Candy Crush prints money. Overwatch prints money. Like these games are just money machines. Um, but seventy billion dollars, you would think, would be a kind of a monumental thing to make up. But this obviously is something that's going to make game pass a must buy for pretty much anyone at this point. Um, but I do want to talk 
about that that one sentence that they said that Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. Does that include the PlayStation brand? Do we think that that includes PlayStation or are they speaking more about like mobile games and etc.? I am going to assume that everything that Activision Blizzard owns will never again be on anything aside from a Microsoft console and PC ever again. Yeah, I think I, it's the safe. I think it's. I think it's the best assumption to make. It's the safest. And if you know, Call of Duty comes to PlayStation in its newest, you know, versions and annual releases. That's great for Call of Duty fans, um, for Overwatch and for Diablo. But I really think when you plonk down seventy billion dollars on the deal, and you can talk all you want about extending the joy of gaming when you're actually, you know, putting up a wall for a lot of people, that's all great and dandy. But I think the reality is this is going to be, these are now Xbox franchises. The second this deal is done and all tied up, that's it. They're out of everything else. It, going forward. It, it's It'll amazing, be nice man. if they were, but I don't see it. I really don't see it. Taylor? Um, I, I think Bethesda set the precedent, right? They made it mm-hmm. blatantly clear, like, hey, we spent this money um, so that we could have these as exclusives. And I don't see that changing. The The only counter argument I really have to that is they're not purchasing single player experiences with this. They're purchasing games of serv- mm-hmm. as service. And I think having it be an option, you could pay full price on the other platforms where we get a cut anyway, but the best place to play is on Xbox Game Pass because you get it. Everything's included, and I think that they, I, I I do think Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer hasn't lied to us really yet. Um, like when it came when he when he set his mission in place that he said, you know we're go, we're going to be making big moves and we're going to bring games to everyone. Like he he really has kind of fulfilled that that mission to, uh, for the most part. You know, Game Pass is now, like xCloud, for example. You could play Xbox anywhere right now. Anywhere you f- you really want to. Um, so I there's a part of me that thinks that this is this is different from, from a Bethesda thing. This is different from a Skyrim or a Doom not going to PlayStation anymore or, or Switch. Um, because this is primary, every one of these franchises is primarily a multiplayer online situation where cutting your player base isn't necessarily a good thing for that player base. Um, so that's really my only, my only argument against that. Um, I could see games like Tony Hawk, you know, the next Tony Hawk, the next guitar hero, you know, Spyro, like all that stuff that if they get Activision to make those games again. Um, yeah, I could totally see those being a, you know, Game Pass and Xbox exclusive situation. Um, I could also see Diablo because that's mainly a PC franchise anyway. Um, so I could see that just never coming to PlayStation, but I cannot see a situation where the next Overwatch or the the next 50 million Call of Duties doesn't also come to, to other platforms. I, I, it may be wishful thinking, but I, it, not really because I play that on, on Xbox anyway. But that's just sort of my 
my inclination here when it comes to that IP in particular, the Call of Duty IP in particular. I I don't I see it going that way at all. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't this is this is Microsoft is like choking out a huge revenue stream for Sony. Mm-hmm. Not even just on the software sales they get from COD, but from those who only buy a system just to play Call of Duty. Yep. Like for every like one of us that exists, there's like tens of thousands of gamers who just buy the PS5 for Call of Duty. Yeah, they yeah. play Call of Duty and Madden with their buddies, and that's it. Right. And there's and the second millions that goes of away, people that do that. Yeah, and the second it goes like, well, now what's on Xbox? Okay, I'll, I'll just buy an Xbox now. I don't care. I'll just yeah. buy an Xbox. So to to get to 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 choke them out at that revenue point, I think is far more valuable than saying, well. We can't just close off this entire community. Of course they can, and of course they will. It's seventy billion dollars. Why wouldn't you? What? Yeah, but again, the seventy billion dollars doesn't mean anything to them. Like that—that's—that's exactly. that's the scary part. Like exactly. it, they could lose money and and honestly not care. But again, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, and we plan—plan plan is a key word—to continue to support those communities moving forward. I feel like you don't put that in your press release from your CEO unless you mean it. Because you know the first the first question that, that you know, people are going to be up in arms over exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, Call of Duty not being on PlayStation anymore. And to a lesser extent, Diablo. Those people are crazy for their Diablo. Also, you know, console players specifically on PlayStation. But why say that if you're not... If that's not what you meant, you know what I mean? Or unless that's, I mean, that's exactly the point is to get people to not cry well, about it yet. Wasn't there like very similar wording in the announcement? It's, of it's just Bethesda? big enough. Yeah. No, well, it's similar, but not really, because they said that any, any games that were currently in development that were currently under contract with other platforms, were going to uh, honor those contracts. So like death loop um, and all that, but Skyfield was not signed to anything because Skyfield's development barely started. So that wasn't an exclusive or, or you know, guaranteed to go anywhere yet anyway. You mean Star- Starfield? Starfield. That's what I said, isn't it? Okay. What I said? No, it's a sequel. It's a sequel to Skyrim, Skyfield. Sky. Oh, I said Skyfield. Yeah. Yes. Starfield. But yeah. But Sky Skyfield would be a great game. Just going out in space with a sword. I'm down for that. Totally. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. Totally. Um, Listen, but I yeah, think, that's. I really think people really shouldn't dwell on what's going to go where. They bought the thing. They own the thing. It's their thing. They're going to keep the thing on their things. Sony should just focus on what it's always done best the games it makes. It's strong first party titles. And you know what? Now's the time to really invest in a new kill zone, a new resistance. And you're so calm. That's all you got to do. Just kiss Call of Duty goodbye. I don't don't think that's all you have to do now, Andy. I don't. uh, Because they spent a shit ton of money getting those exclusive advertising for Call of Duty. And it worked. Uh, Well, 75% of Call of Duty sales were on PlayStation. (laughs) Yeah, and now that's all going to go away. Right. So I don't don't think it's it's as simple as like 
turn, you know, just moving on doing what you do best. Like this strategy of advertising for call of duty specifically. And I know we're, we're harping on that, but that's really the big franchise here. It was still, uh, one of the best, uh, one of the best selling games of, of the, or the best selling game of the year. Um, last year, like it's that, that was a huge part of their strategy. That's how they were able to get away with pumping one to two, maybe three exclusives a year up to that point. Mm-hmm. They were able yeah. to ride. And this was an argument that we, that you and I, Andy made on this show was that mm-hmm. they are going to ride the third party and, and uh, developers, the triple a third party developers. They're going to pump their resources into that making them as, as, you know, big a deal as possible. And then they're going to supplement that with your, your uh, annualized games and they're going to throw the occasional uh, exclusive. Well, now if Microsoft takes Bethesda and now Activision Blizzard away, you're talking about a massive chunk of their strategy. Massive chunk. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, do they just now throw their eggs in the EA basket? Do they throw, you know, you know what I mean? Like not to buy them, not to purchase them. And that's not what I mean. But like, do they just move this strategy to another franchise like Battlefield? Probably not. Battlefield is, is struggling right now. Like bad. Um, Call of Duty was was a a easy play for them to be like, yeah, we'll spend the money to advertise for that game because we know what that game's going to do. Um, and regardless of there not being PS5s out on, or and well, I guess PS4 was out there, but regardless of there not being PS5s out there, still like 75% of the market for Call of Duty, like that's huge um, for a game that sold tens of millions. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's as simple as uh, Sony just focusing on, on their first party. Like they have to do something else. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, And I think Sony has some time. Like, I don't think call of duty 2022 is going to be exclusive to Xbox. Right. Like they have Mm -hmm. a little bit of time. If it does go exclusive, probably two, three years. Um, But if, and when it does, Sony will have to have put themselves in a better position. The hard thing is like the amount of money that they spent on this is like almost half of Sony's market cap as an entire mm-hmm. company, including their movie and TV and music distribution, their other hardware, um, you know, lines of revenue, things like that. Like this was like flopping a giant dong down on the table that Sony can't compete with, but they have to do something that maybe isn't as big of a deal dollar wise, but like makes a big splash in the game space, you know, going after a couple of bigger name, like indie developers or something like really culturing and fostering and getting back to those indie roots. Um, You know, finding some more really talented studios like they did with um, the, the team behind, um, what's the one that came out this last year? Well, they had Returnal. They they got Housemark yeah. on board. Housemark, thank you. Uh, and Bluepoint, like obviously, like that doesn't make the New York Times news, but in the game space, those are like very well respected and recognized names. And I think they need to keep doing that, like finding more studios like that. Uh, you know, like a, a remedy or something like that would be huge after how well control has done. Um, 
that isn't on par with Activision, but at least keeps them on pace a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make this a Sony thing because, like, this is huge. Like, if you're a Microsoft gamer, or if you're a gamer in general and you haven't jumped into the next gen yet, like, th- this kind of puts the icing on the cake for, I feel like, a ton of people. Like, this was such a huge statement for Xbox to make and a commitment to their, to their, um, their plan. Uh, I, I'm on, I'm, I can't say that I'm shocked. Like I was shocked, but like, I feel like this is the kind of thing that Microsoft had to do. And here, here's my little cheeky thing that I, that I say all the time. And I said this when they, when they bought Bethesda, if you can't make good games by the people who can. So they they, they had five studios five before they bought the obsidian before all that happened with obsidian which was really the first domino to fall now they have like 40 (laughs) like like a a a stupid amount of of, and and that's great for them like that's that's awesome um but what does this mean i want to throw this question out to andy to start what does this mean for gaming just in general um well you know i'm not a fan of gaming um becoming smaller the idea of you know it's one thing to look at a an indie dev who you've worked with and you're trying to sort of foster and cultivate like a stronger development team and take them under your wing this is just buying a huge publisher whole cloth and i you know i didn't like it with bethesda i don't like it now i think it's a dangerous precedent how there's like this consolidation of power within gaming it's you know there were some things that were reliable it was a strong third party development scene and all of them existing on their own meant a certain level of creativity and competition amongst them and if someone just starts buying them all up what is the point in trying to make a good game or to compete when you're just one of three big publishing arms in gaming and it's why i think i look more and more to the indie scene to get my primary gaming fixes from because that's a huge ocean of developers all trying to compete and be original right without all that outside influence of big big tech money just coming in and taking you like okay now you're part of us now i i feel i don't know it just i don't like this i don't i don't care who's doing it i just don't like it at all to be honest what if and uh god there's like there's other companies who like ubisoft konami square capcom sega all those companies combined are worth less than this deal mm-hmm. could you imagine if they were all just bought up by someone in one swoop what that does to gaming as a whole well it would rescue it's, konami well konami konami is a super <laughs> is get yeah, they're, they're just garbage, trash. They should be bought by someone who can actually manage their IP properly. But other companies like a Sega or a Capcom or Square, they don't need saving. But right. they're cheap. 
compared to this deal, they're super cheap. We're talking like three billion dollars for like a Sega. That's like nothing to what this deal is. Right. But it's out there. And you know, everyone has a price, and I feel it sets a dangerous precedent. And it's like this Pandora's box is open now. Yeah. And I don't like where it's going. It's 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 icky. Yeah, and I I want to be clear, like I'm not saying that this is a good thing. It's not like, oh, you know, fuck yeah, let's go Microsoft, like drink the blood of our enemies. But like <laughs> this this is unfortunately like the reality that gaming is in right now. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's this acquisition race, right? Yeah. Um, and so until something happens, which you know, given what Disney does to protect against antitrust laws and shit like that. Like, I don't think anything will Um, like, this is just kind of the reality. Yeah. You know, I I would like to talk about the whole antitrust thing because that was a big conversation was happening in the discords that I was in and everybody talking about this thing. And, you know, there were arguments back and forth. One of the arguments was that, um, it's not considered an antitrust uh, violation because it's the gaming, uh, the gaming uh, revenue or whatever. Microsoft is in uh, fourth place or whatever. Um, you know, uh, Tencent and Sony are worth more, so it's not like the top is just getting more more top heavy. But what I think is important to to note is that Activision Blizzard was a top five in revenue. Mm-hmm. So is Microsoft. So two top five publishing arms in in gaming are now combined um, into one. They are, believe it or not, I can't believe this is a real thing. They are still, even combined, less than Sony, who's number one. Um, Which really is crazy when you think about, like, the difference in the arm behind those companies but i digress um 10 cent we know they went on a buying spree they go on a buying spree every every day but they pretty much diversify with their buying for the most part um thq nordic bought a lot of smaller developers and you know brought them under a big publishing arm etc um but that's really the only that's the argument for me that i think like a, a government could get involved um, whether it's the, I know UK has much more uh, stringent antitrust laws than than we do here in the states. Like they go out after tech companies way way harsher than than we do. Um, so does uh, uh, a lot of the Asian comp- Asian uh, markets. They also go after this stuff a little bit more. So the United States, I think, because the the microscope is, has been on the U.S. with that Sprint T-Mobile situation. Um, mm, it's, yeah. it is a little, it's obviously different. Gaming is different than, than a, uh, you know, an, an infra, which essentially an infrastructure company, uh, or, or an infrastructure sector as mo, you know, mobile phones are. But so I think that what, what their main argument could be here, um, is that you're taking two of the top five in that sphere and yes, there's still plenty of competition, which is another th- uh, argument against it being an antitrust and a, and a monopoly situation. Um, but I think, and, and there's nobody smart enough in the U.S. government to understand really how gaming publishing works. 
um, how many video games this actually adds to their catalog and takes away from another, you know, aspect. If it doesn't, again, Activision Blizzard will be enjoyed. Is games are enjoyed in a variety of platforms. We continue to plan on supporting those communities moving forward. So maybe that's like the only argument they have to make is like, no, we're not taking anything away. We're just going to make all the money. Um, I don't know. I, I, it could be something that at least gets looked at, talked about, and then just goes away. I, I'm not a, an expert on antitrust law. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going, it, it, it would be blocked in my opinion, um, yep. based on the criteria that I've read on, on what antitrust law protects. Um, but I could see at least somebody trying to make the argument for it. That's really it. Do you really think this ends here though? No, for Microsoft. Um, this is like this is this is going to be the end of it, guys. Well, this doesn't this doesn't have this doesn't take an effect until uh, first quarter next year, next fisc- fiscal calendar. That's when this would take effect. So we're looking at 2023 um, as when this would would actually take effect, or late 2022. Um, but more likely than not, this time next year is when this sale will actually be. Um, mm-hmm. going forward and and something to note is Bobby Kodak in his infinite jerk offery and Jack assery and ass hattery um, will stay in his position until the acquisition is complete at least for now yeah and then he gets a nice sweet, sweet paycheck on the way out yes they said something between like 400 and 600 million dollars in order to fire him yeah I'm sure that's like that. ridiculous um, but yeah, they said, uh, until the, until it's completed, um, he's going to, he'll, he'll stay on. So we'll see. Um, any other thoughts here, gents? It's, it's just nuts. This is, this was not in my 2022 bingo card guys at all. I, would, I wouldn't have guessed that this was how the year started in gaming with this. <laughs> We're like barely halfway through January and we have this takes a huge dump on what was already a large deal with Bethesda. It dwarfs any acquisition we've ever seen ever in the and, gaming sphere. And maybe and we'll ever see. Like Yeah. I yeah, I think this is gonna be like I mean nothing else I think is worth as much, I feel. I'm not sure what it would take if they were to buy, let's say, a Take-Two for... For example, if that would even come did you Did you just freeze or did you like, stop talking? What just happened? I mean, I may have froze. Okay, because <laughs> that was, that was like have, the weirdest thing ever. Froze. But yeah, um, <laughs> according to Polygon, uh, what happens to Bobby Kotick? Bobby Kotick will remain chief executive of Activision Blizzard while Microsoft closes its deal to acquire the embattled publisher of Call of Duty, Warcraft, and Overwatch. The companies say only that Kodak will remain CEO through Microsoft's 2023 fiscal year, which ends June 30th, 2023. So that that's how long he's going to at least stay with the, the company, according to reports. Um, that's it. So... Until this thing is completed and until he, the, the fiscal year is over at completion of the deal, um, Dickface McGee will still be um, the uh, mm-hmm. CE, whatever. But, 
if they want to fire him, it's going to cost them like a half a billion dollars. That's insane. I mean, chump chump change in comparison to seventy billion. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, to the whole thing, but still. <laughs> um, man, I just thinking about like. Here's a question for the group: Do we think that these talks have been going on long enough to be the reason Overwatch Two, Diablo Four, and all of that have been kind of quietly? down the road i don't think so i mean there have been so many stories from all of the shit that's come out uh, about activision blizzard about how these games have like very poor direction and like leadership is kind of fucked and like just all of this stuff right i i think that i mean obviously this wasn't done overnight but i i think that those are two separate issues kind of a thing activision blizzard like this doesn't just happen where xbox is like hey we want to buy you obviously this has been happening for a long ass time yeah and and they were looking to to be bought like this doesn't unless it was one of those we make them an offer they can't refuse refuse situations then yeah maybe but like maybe the board or whoever the stock holders whatever were like this bobby dude is fucking up we don't we don't want to do this let's look to sell and and so maybe like that's kind of and they were like well don't let's not release or you know keep the hype train for overwatch 2 and diablo 4 because then no because that doesn't make sense because then the price would rise the sale price would rise if those games you know were going to hit their yeah. mark and and like the financials would be better for them they got 95 dollars a share according to reports which is which is down significantly from where it was at even like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're forgetting most people aren't aware of what's happening within Activision Blizzard's walls. I think most people who play their games, like on the kind of super casual side, mm. have no idea about sexual harassment or toxic work environment. They just they don't know. And they don't care to know. So all that, all that stuff is, like, like we're tuned into that, and we're and we're plugged into that stuff. But I think most people aren't really aware of what's going on. You're right. So yeah, I agree. I uh, I actually put out a string of tweets after the last bullshittery from uh, from Activision Blizzard, um, and got so many responses that were like, "Wait, what happened with the Call of Duty guys? Like, what are they doing?" Why? Why aren't you playing Call of Duty? Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Well, um, Bone Jangles in the chat says uh, Jeff Grubb on Giant Bomb said that the decision started in November of of last year, and Phil Spencer was finalizing the deal over the holiday break. So this happened a lot quick. If that's true, happened a lot quicker wow. than we thought. Oh, there was that rumor that. that Phil Spencer was working on something over the holidays. Remember that? Like he was yeah. traveling over the holidays. Yeah. Wow, did not see that coming. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Money, money fucking that's, talks, dude. That's a fucking fast turnaround, too. Yeah. It's uh, that's also for, for very, a deal of this size, like it's scary. All right. To have that much fuck you money to be like, we could drop a cool 70 bill on this deal, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Here's uh 
here's the we're going to end on on this uh, question here for for the for the group. Mm-hmm. Sony and Nintendo retaliate. Who buys what? Taylor. Sony buys Take Two. That's the only <laughs> like equal retaliation, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, anything short of that is like them trying to keep up. And who, I, I think who that's does the Nintendo only buy? like fucking more amiibos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nerf. <laughs> yeah, Lego. Fucking <laughs> 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 more amiibos. Build a bear. Piles of cardboard. Yeah, I just. I don't know. Nintendo, Nintendo does their own shit, bro. <laughs> Andy, who does th- this? So it's cut. I'm yep. Gonna start with the Nintendo. Nintendo. I don't think is even phased by this news at all. No, of course not. It's it's fun though. Come on. Yeah, we're still we're having fun. The, the, yeah, we're still the best. Yeah, we're still the best selling console. We still like sell bajillion units every fucking day of the week, so we don't care. But for shits and giggles, Nintendo is going to buy. God. Something stupid. I don't fucking know. Mr. Nuff says gonna... Nintendo buys Kojima Studios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're they're gonna they're gonna purchase um. What's a good? Oh, they're gonna purchase a uh, platinum game. So that's what they'll do. Platinum games, okay. Like, keep keep Just... keep 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 making more Bayonetta for us. That'll show them eventually. That's what Nintendo does eventually make another yeah. Bayonetta. Right, and Sony. I, it's hard because, you know, to Taylor's point, I don't think any purchase can really go one for one for what this is with Activision. It's just too huge. There And Sony's, Sony's, Sony's best is to hope no one else sells to Microsoft at this point. Like, Please, no one else sell your company to to Microsoft. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best they can. That's the best they can hope for. Yeah, but if they had, if they have the resources, I would say they scoop up the company that owns from software. Where's the Kotokawa Group? Mm. They, sh- mm. they should, I think, take those guys and just make from software theirs and whatever else those people own and um that could be a good move yeah it's not, it's not a big fuck you move but they don't have fuck you money so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard take two is a good answer because you have the 2k games you have your great gta's you have, your, yeah. you, know, you have your gta's yeah. your, your your red deads and all that fun the table tennis you have all of those yeah. um but so there's like three there's three games that that everyone plays right it's call of duty it's grand theft auto and it's madden madden or nba 2k nba 2k a lot of people play 2k but it's usually the same crowd that plays madden they usually buy both you know so you, you know those are like the four casual pillars of 
bro mm-hmm. dude gaming. Um, it could be an EA situation because EA has a vast IP catalog. A I mean, EA has EA. a has a bigger market cap than Activision does. Right. Like that would that would be a a ninety billion plus dollar acquisition probably maybe like, may, maybe or depending on their their you know stock prices and all that stuff you know it, it could it could be it doesn't necessarily have to be based on market share or, or anything like that it, it no that's what i mean like market cap is their stock price times the number of stocks available oh okay okay so like EA's even bigger than I mean I I, I just think Activision that is. that would probably be the only the only one that would people would go oh okay yeah you you did it cuz now like they would have Madden and then you could resurrect uh Dead Space and yada yada it's plenty of plenty of EA IP that are just sitting there doing nothing but they could also lose NFL very quickly if it's not a multi platform game as we've seen with MLB having mm-hmm. to go multi-platform. Right. So that could be a moot point, but that's good, man. That's uh that's the good stuff. That is the good, good. This was a good show. This was a good show. I, I enjoyed the show. Well, wow. Oh, that was an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. We're, God we're, damn, we're went right by. Didn't we're it? about, we're, we're <laughs> just, we're just under an hour, but um, do we have a hype zone? Do you want to oh, talk yeah. anything about hype zone? Uh, um, I do. I am. I'm, I'm too emotionally drained. I understand. To even trying I understand. to do a hype zone, it's just. I understand. This is just too. It's a lot to take in for a Tuesday, like I said. So let's go to the chat and get and get some of these ideas. Let's, let's go to the chat. Miss Envy says Nintendo just needs to print more amiibo cards. I needs them. That's true. Uh, Nintendo Bone Jangle says Nintendo buys Converse. You see those Pokemon chucks? I do. Miss mm-hmm. Envy also says Nintendo buys Zynga to put Farmville on Switch. Farmville is about 10 years ago. Maybe longer. Longer. We're at 15 years ago. Uh, missed enough. Buy Zynga? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tencent? I don't know. Somebody bought Zynga. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo buys Ben and Jerry's. Is extremely yeah. confused with the results of the purchase. <laughs> Uh, Jabberjaw says Sony just needs to buy mobile game companies to catch up. I, I was actually going to say the real answer, not take two, is um, Tencent. <laughs> like... <laughs> Tencent is just, they have more money than God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just in general. Uh, let's see. Uh... You know how, like, two, three years ago, we were like, what the fuck is uh, THQ Nordic, like, how are they getting all this money? Yeah. THQ Nordic is going to buy right. Sony. That's... Oh my god. THQ Nordic I'm oh I'm god. convinced is just a bunch of dudes in like Stop a it. German like or uh, Nordic whatever. Um yeah. a a Scand- Scandinavia is that Nordic? I don't know. I'm, I'm an idiot. Just whatever. throw the idiots in the chat. Words we, we, don't matter. A Nordic college somewhere where a bunch of bro yeah. dudes like found the IP or like the way to buy it. It's going to be like a tech movie. It's going to be like the, the Facebook movie. That's what it's going to be like. Oh, my God. Andy just got sucked into the Matrix. Did you see that? Um, <laughs> let's see what we got here. Um, Missed Enough says Nintendo buys Stop and Shop. That would be good. Mm. That would be good. But anyway, I am glad that the both of you were able to do this. Andy, I'm glad you're feeling better. 
uh taylor i'm glad you were able to get on a little early i know this is early for you because you're because of the time zone so we do appreciate that and we appreciate you listeners and viewers for checking out the dual screens cross play podcast we'll be back next week on wednesday our regularly scheduled day and time 9 p.m eastern here on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams and later as a video on demand on youtube.com slash dual screens tv thank you andy thank you taylor if you want to follow us on social media far sorry i forgot that part it's been a while uh we are at dual underscore screens i'm at Batchild 27 andy is at pants guy taylor is at it's purger and of course you can hang out with us on our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash ds podcast and again if you want to support us on patreon patreon.com slash nds podcast you can join our super secret discord just by joining the patreon and we do appre- we do appreciate it it's true we do we do appreciate it that's gonna do it for us yeah, thank you andy thank you taylor thank you listener and as always, please be excellent to each other.